Dietrich would return to Europe equipped with documented evidence, indisputable proof that his work lifted a veil between the living and the dead. The sudden ringtone of his phone aroused him from the preoccupation of his thoughts. Stunned for a moment, he compartmentalized the data rattling in his mind, checked his wristwatch, and turned his attention to the call. Dr. Dietrich, Vanessa Fitzgerald said in a melancholy, monotone voice, I'm afraid I must demand that you drop everything and come at once. The unexpected request set him back. Oh, I have something belonging to you that I failed to return at our last meeting. I'm afraid you have me at a disadvantage, Dietrich said. The skeleton key, doctor. Oh, of course, he said with a sense of relief. But my dear Mrs. Fitzgerald, I'm preparing to leave the country on a 2 p.m. flight to London. Please, I beg you, keep the key as a token of my appreciation. You must cancel the trip, Mrs. Fitzgerald said without hesitation in a grim, demanding voice. I assure you, this is of the utmost importance. You see, at our last session, I fear I left a door unlocked and something remarkable has happened. You'll come at once, won't you? Intrigued by the announcement and unable to devise a polite excuse, he relented. Yes, of course, if you insist. I insist. When a taxi dropped Dietrich at the Fitzgerald's residence, he found Vanessa in a calm yet austere disposition. She displayed none of the warmth and congeniality of their previous encounters and went about as though she harbored a secret. Her pale, chalky skin looked drained of its rosy hue, and her once bright and optimistic eyes were deep-set, mysterious with dark circles. The bounce in her shoulder-length blonde hair had fallen limp and lifeless, and looked as if anxious fingers had combed through the locks with great regularity. Though her physical appearance bore the mark of a woman accepting no visitors, her wardrobe spoke of a woman planning a quick excursion into town. Unsure of Mrs. Fitzgerald's motive, Dietrich took a professional interest in the expectation that some yet undeterminate revelation might further enhance his report leading him to a single room with the curtains drawn and lit by a single table lamp with a thick pleated shade, she dropped the bombshell. Dr. Dietrich, I spoke with my husband this morning. Dietrich's jaw dropped. Don't look surprised, doctor. The skeleton key provided access. But, Mrs. Fitzgerald, the skeleton key is a mere medallion, a charm among many in a bracelet. It holds no special powers. You do yourself a great disservice with such talk. Eric and I have spoken at great length about your dissertation. About my report? To Kosler? The university? Yes. But this is impossible. The report is a work in progress. No eyes have seen it but my own. One of the things Eric told me upon his death was that the other side of life is very different. While we struggle to ascertain knowledge on our side, the other side of life transcends time and space. Information flows freely. I must say, you're very prescient, doctor. In your report, you made assumptions about the great divide without benefit of a stopover. According to Eric, your observations and conclusions are correct. I am at a loss. How could Eric or anyone else possibly know of my exposition? You spoke of a conduit between life and the afterlife, did you not? Indeed, I did. 
Eric has successfully navigated the conduit. He stands ready to help you substantiate your claims. Astonishing! Dietrich's eyes glanced away from Vanessa and focused on an indeterminate point in space, his mind appraising the raw data already collected and envisioning the incomparable potential of what lies beyond. Expecting the study to take years, if not decades, he hailed the opportunity as a giant step forward in the world of discovery, a vast storehouse of treasure, information, and power, concealed from human comprehension for millennia, now presenting itself on a silver platter. Doctor? An interval passed. Vanessa spoke again. Doctor, are you prepared for the journey? Dietrich tore himself away from the fantasy. Please excuse my detachment. As you might imagine, I am flabbergasted, he said. My whole life I have prepared myself for this moment.